tonight in Proverbs 24. Let's look at verse 16. Verse 16. Proverbs 24, 16. For a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. I'm taking the first half of that verse. For a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. My subject tonight is get up. Get up. This sermon will probably not go in the direction at all that you think that it's going to go even after I give you the title. But all of this, I'd been studying on this passage for several months and had it in my mind. And back a few days ago, I'd stopped by the hospital to visit with Beverly Cottle. And Beverly Cottle was waiting on approval from the insurance. If you don't believe in miracles, you just haven't been in the hospital lately because it takes a miracle to get physical therapy anymore. <laughs> it's a truth. And uh, they were trying to get her approved for physical therapy and uh, they were working on it. So she spent about a week in, in just really a time of waiting to get over where she needed to be. And every time that I would talk to her or visit with her, she would tell me the same thing. I got to get up. I have got to get up. I have only been moved from the bed to this chair and I have got to get up. Preacher, if I don't get up, I'm going to lose quickly. I've got to get up. She went through a time of sickness and now she was feeling better and she realized the first thing that she had to do was get up and get on the move. Well, they've had her in therapy, she's had her problems, but she's pressing forward. And I know Ron and Mary here tonight, I mentioned them and Norma as well. Jack Keller's here, all of those folks. If they would have done what their bodies told them to do over the past several weeks and months, they wouldn't be here, but they made their mind to get up. And sometimes you have to push yourself. So let me deal with this in just four or five categories real quickly. First of all, you need to notice that this is written to believers because he's dealing with a just man. The word man is not referring to man in the sense of a man in, in the opposite of a woman. It's used as a generic term here, meaning that if any believer, man, woman, boy, or girl, if you find yourself at a place where you've fallen, then, uh, then there's a remedy for that. So he's dealing with this being a just person. So this is written to somebody that is a believer. It is the wicked that has a different scenario. So first we see the reality. Just people, people that's been justified, people that love the Lord, good people can still fall. Now that fall is not the way you're thinking. It's not referring to sin. It's not talking about a just person falling into sin. He deals with that in the second half of the verse when he deals with the wicked. When you fall into the sin, you're no longer just. He's not talking about, about, a, about an unsaved person here. He's talking about a believer. Somebody that has lived right, done right, believed the Lord, trusted the Lord, followed God's teaching. They're justified before God. But good Christian people can fall. How do you fall? Well, the same way you fall in life. Number one, someone can push you down. And there are some people that would love to trip you up. 
Just because you're saved doesn't mean that there's not folks out there that want to trip you up. There's some folks that if you're going to do anything for God and move forward, their only calling in life is to try to somehow make you fall because making others fall makes them feel better about the fact that they're still on their feet and it makes them feel more spiritual because they've helped somebody else to fall. Not only do you fall because someone pushes you down, but also there's times that you fall because of obstacles that you don't see. The step was there and you didn't see it. The wrinkle in the carpet was there or the rug was there and you didn't see it. Somebody put something in your way and you were looking forward but you weren't looking down and you fell. It's just a thing that an obstacle is there that causes you to fall. So he's talking about everyday occurrences and circumstances in your life that will cause you to fall. It is a reality you're going to fall. Isn't that something when our kids kids were little, we knew it came, there came a time when they could no longer crawl, but they had to learn how to walk. Now nobody, no children, learns how to walk without falling. Falling is part of learning how to walk. As a new Christian, you're born again, you're a babe in Christ, and you will when you start on this walk. Sometimes obstacles will cause you to fall quickly, but then we think we get it all conquered. You know, you get in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, you don't think much about it, but then you get old enough, I promise you, you're gonna start worrying about falling again. And the greatest risk you have as you get older is falling. And there's some things that the devil knows he can use on individuals to try to somehow deceive them that they're not, they're not in a category of life that they feel like that they're exempt. They come to a reality. And that's my first point. It doesn't say if you fall. It says for if a just man fall seven times. So it's a reality. There's gonna be some things that just knock you down. There's gonna be things that'll come your way, not because you've done wrong or that you choose it, but it will knock you down. That's the reality of it. But the important thing is, is the reaction to it. Yes, the reality is we're all going to fall. And you can spend your time on trying to figure out why you fell, but it doesn't do you any good to just keep laying there. The reaction in this passage is simple, but he riseth up again. It's one thing to fall, it's another thing to stay down. And when you make your mind up, I may have fallen, but I'm not going to stay down, I'm going to get up. See, it's a lot like yeast in dough. I don't know how many of you in the church bake bread or, or bake rolls, but when you have that yeast in the dough, you can't see the yeast. It's invisible, but it's very effective. But do you know when it gets the most effective? When the heat's on, when the heat's on, it rises. And there's some things that the devil sends your way thinking I'm going to conquer you and you're down and you're gonna stay down, but I've come to tell you something. You need to get up tonight. Some of you have sat in that seat too long already tonight. You need to get up tonight. I'm down, but I'm not gonna stay down. You need to get up tonight. Quit being so late. Hey, quit. which one of these cameras is on me? Which one's on me? Wave your hand. Which one? Right back here. 
I want, I want all of you at home that's on the couch, that you've gotten to a place where it's convenient to stay on the couch. I'm preaching to everyone that's watching by social media and internet. Don't you let the devil keep you down. You make up your mind. You get up right now. Jesus said, arise, take up your bed and walk. You may be down, but you don't have to stay down. Get up. Get up! Yes, you've gone through some things. The love of your life forsook you and left you, but get up! Yes, you've been diagnosed with sickness, but get up! Yes, you're tired in body. No problem getting them up at a ball game. I know it's Sunday night and I know it's been a long day and I realize you put forth a great effort to be here but you can just sit there and say, preacher, preach me happy if you can but I didn't come to preach you happy. I've come to tell you, get on your feet. You get up and praise the living God. You may be down but you're not staying down. Get up. Get up. Get up! Isn't it good to be alive? Isn't it good to be in God's house? Isn't it good to know the Lord's still on the throne? Isn't it good to know Jesus is coming again? Oh, thank God, we've got every reason to get up! The reality is you'll fall. The reaction is you should get up, but then you should be relentless. If a just man fall, how many times? Seven times. Fail, got up. 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 You get the picture? The Lord's really using this number to say, you don't know how many times you're gonna be knocked down, but every time you're knocked down, you tell the devil, I'm not going to quit. I got in this thing to finish well. I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting. I'm not going back. Thank God, I'm going forward. Get up, and if you don't get up, you'll regret it. You will, you'll regret it. You know how long you'll lay there before somebody comes and picks you up? You don't know how long you'll lay there until finally you start feeling sorry for yourself? And it'll get the best of you. you always regret that you didn't get up. Hmm. And can I give you one more thing? Remember, seven times he got up. She got up. Seven times. I don't care if it would have been 70. They remembered I got up before, I can get up again. 
Some of you right now, you're having a tough time. You've been up for every bit of three minutes now. How do you think I feel 30 minutes into this thing? And here you are now. When he got to about the sixth time, I'm sure he was telling himself, God help me get up before I can get up again. One more time. Remember. Remember. Remember what? Well, you'll find in Genesis 8 and verse 1, the Bible says in the, in the preceding chapter, the water had been on the earth for 150 days. And chapter 8 and verse 1 opens up with four little words. And God remembered Noah. Always remember God never forgets. Oh, he'll forget our sins, but he'll never forget a promise that he made to you. He'll never forget the things that he's doing through you. He'll never forget the purpose that he has in you and for you. Just remember, God's not finished with you yet. If God was finished with you, I'd be making a funeral arrangement with your family. But since you're here and since you're breathing and since God brought you here, I couldn't think of a better time to get up in the devil's face and say, I may not feel any better, but I tell you one thing, you sure are gonna regret devil that I got up and went to church tonight cause God's gonna fill my heart to compassionate and tomorrow is gonna be a different day. Get up. Don't quit. Get up. If we could have tonight everybody in this church that started with the Lord had good intentions, but quit. There's no way you'd hold them in this building. I'm not talking about people that went to other churches. I'm talking about people's going to nobody's church, nowhere. Something happened. It hurt them. Hey, now I'm gonna quit preaching, I, I promise. You're good enough to get up and I'm gonna respect you for getting up. I'll quit in a minute and then if you can't sit down, that's up to you. <laughs> but you hear me and hear me well. If you wanna have a pity party, don't waste your time inviting God. He won't show up. He won't. I, I hear it constantly from people. Oh, the church never did this. The church never done that. Maybe there's a reason why. Number one, we don't even know if you're part of our church. I mean, everybody looks around, they'll say how many hundreds we have going here. This will probably blow your mind in my registry. I minister to at least over 1,500 people now that call this their home church. Amen. You don't believe it, watch them die and see what's in the paper. <laughs> they won't come <laughs> until they need help from God. But when you deal with that, there's a lot of people that for some reason they think that if they're a Christian and they get knocked down, they get bitter at God, they get bitter at the church, they get bitter at the preacher, they get bitter at other Christians. Listen, it's nobody's fault 
that you fail. It's not even your own fault. This is a just person. But it is your fault if you don't get up. And again, I don't want to anger anybody, but everybody seems to be able to get up and go to the doctor. And they seem to be able to get up and go get groceries. And they seem to be able to get up and do everything else, but I just can't come to church. I just can't make it to church. I just can't get there. You need to say, revival's coming. I'm gonna get myself up. And I'm gonna come and bring whoever I can bring with me. And I'm gonna see this church filled to capacity and beyond. Tonight, we all, if we'd had the balcony full, we'd almost been at capacity tonight. Over three quarters of the balcony probably filled or half the balcony. And if we make up our mind, we can see God fill this up and we can see people saved every night, but we've gotta get up. It's time for the church to say to the world, you're not running over me. You're not knocking me down. You're not making me quit. You're not making me get rid of my Bible. You're not gonna stop me from worshiping God. You're not gonna stop me from praying. You're not gonna stop me from believing God. I'm gonna get up and be the Christian that God wants me to be and live right and just in the eyes of Almighty God and be what God has asked me to be. I'm gonna get up. Whatever you have for invitation, Brian, I told you I wouldn't keep you long. Thank God I'm glad I got up tonight. Get up, get up. Some tonight, maybe you feel like you've just been at a place where, now listen, I'm saying this in love. You can't speak faith and live fear. You'll never get up. You won't. Sometimes you gotta say, Lord, I don't have it within me, but I'm gonna press through it anyway. When we offer God what we have, God will take as small as it seems to us and do great things with it.